Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Have you ever looked for something in your refrigerator or bookshelf, not been able to find it, only to discover it was right there in front of you the whole time? Hey, it's David, and you're listening to Leadership Without Losing Your Soul, your source for practical leadership inspiration, tools, and strategies you can use to achieve transformational results without sacrificing your humanity or your mind in the process. Hey, thanks for being here. So glad to be with you again for this episode. Uh, I'm going to take another uh, a few minutes today to talk about a subject I'm passionate about. I came up at a recent, I was out in Seattle with Karen, and we were uh, doing a, a leadership program out there for a, a really cool group of leaders from all over the Western U.S. who had gathered up there. And uh, this question came up about guiding minds. So we'll, we'll get into that here in just a minute. But before we do, uh, well, you know, here in our 13th season, I don't know, some over 200 and some episodes, just want to thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the show, for recommending and sharing episodes with uh, with your friends, with managers and leaders in your life. Uh, it makes a difference uh, that we really do rely on the word of mouth and on your recommendations and referrals uh, to help spread the word about human-centered leadership and Equip people on that journey. We're all trying to make a better world together. We need you, and we need everyone else leading as well. So thank you so much for doing that. Um, any of your uh, shares, your recommendations, your uh, when you leave those comments on uh, the podcasting platforms, those reviews, they make a difference. So thank you for that and uh, helping us uh, make it all the way to Season 13 here. All right, so uh, today we're talking about that phenomenon when you're looking for something and you can't find it and it was right there in front of you the whole time. So there's this guy, John Lubbock. Uh, He wrote The Beauties of Nature and the Wonders of the World We Live in many, many, many years ago. And he said, in the same field, the farmer will notice the crop, the geologists, the fossils, botanists, they'll notice the flowers, artists, the colors, sportsmen, the cover for the game, So everyone's looking at the same thing, but it does not follow that we should see them. Looking at the same things, but we don't all see the same things. And how critical this is for ourselves, for our leadership, and for our teams. So, you know, when I uh, introduced the episode before we opened, I said, have you ever looked for something in your refrigerator, your bookshelf, and you're not able to find it, and it was there the whole time? Well, this is, many times, it was right there. But you went to the bookshelf looking for a blue paperback when in reality the book was green, you know, or you open the refrigerator searching for the metal bowl wrapped in foil, but those delicious leftovers were actually hiding in a clear Ziploc bag. And as frustrating as that is, there's a reason that your brain works this way. And it's important for you to know as a leader that this is the way everyone's brain works. So a biologist looking at birds' eating patterns, we're going to take a little detour into biology here. This biologist is looking at birds' eating patterns, noticed something interesting. So imagine that you're a bird that eats worms and grasshoppers. 
All right. You love worms and grasshoppers. You're perfectly happy with both. So when there are an equal amount of worms and grasshoppers around, you might guess that you'd eat equal amounts of both. And you'd be right. But what happens when the availability of your food changes? Let's say that there are now 70% grasshoppers and 30% worms available. Well, you might guess that your diet would now reflect 70-30 grasshoppers to worms. But that's where it gets interesting. That's not what happens. The birds actually ate way more grasshoppers. When grasshoppers are more prevalent, the birds almost stop eating worms altogether and just eat grasshoppers. And it works the other way too. If you got 70% worms available, the birds would almost ignore the grasshoppers in favor of the worms. How curious is that? And scientists love those moments of, well, that's weird. It means there's a discovery about to happen. So as a leader too, hey, when you find those, well, that's weird, that's curious, there's a discovery about to happen for you and your team. So it turns out that when one source of food is more abundant, the bird's attention narrows to focus on just that one kind of food. When they're focused on grasshoppers, they don't see the worms, even though they could happily eat them. But why? Why is that? The answer is energy. When grasshoppers are more available, it takes fewer bird brain cells firing to focus in on the insects. They get more food and spend less energy to find and catch it. That search image is an efficient way to stay alive and feed your baby birds. All right, so let's take this out of biology and let's head over to Los Angeles where you can find a strange sort of sign tied to telephone poles and fences or stuck in traffic cones. You'll see these signs and they'll often feature a random word or group of letters placed over an arrow. They're also temporary, appear and disappear from day to day. What are these signs? They're production placards. They guide the cast and crew to filming locations without them having to rely on maps or GPS. The random word or letters are codes for a particular movie. So with tight production schedules and multiple filming locations, the signs make it easy for everyone to get where they need to be. No addresses to worry about. Just follow the signs with your code word. So these production placards are bright yellow with black lettering. But there's no policy manual that mandates their color. And one time, a studio asked for their placards to be made with a blue background and white lettering. So the manufacturer printed 300 of those blue signs, but within three days, the client returned and said, nope, we need the traditional yellow signs. Why? Everyone was driving past the blue signs without seeing them. That's search image, just like the worms and grasshoppers, just like you going to the bookshelf looking for that green book when it's actually blue. So in the 1990s, I served as an elected councilman uh, for the city of Glendale, Colorado. And one year, the council and the city staff started working on a plan to build the city's first preschool and kindergarten. At that point, there wasn't a single public preschool or kindergarten anywhere in the city. And families that wanted their children to attend those early education opportunities had to bus or drive their kids several miles. And our poorest students, they were losing out on all the long-term learning uh, that preschool and kindergarten proven to offer. But we were stuck. Why? Well, in city council meetings, people would offer an idea for moving the project forward, and it would get shot down. 
bring up an idea for funding and you'd get obstacles. Talk about features and design and we'd have three or four dissenting ideas. And after weeks of this, uh, our mayor, his name was Joe Rice, stood up right in the middle of someone's this won't work speech about using the classroom after school hours and made a timeout signal like a football referee. He said, look, we can find a thousand reasons why this won't work, but that's the wrong question. For the next 10 minutes, let's share only about how we can make it work. And in that moment, the mood shifted. The next person who spoke said, if we can't afford to hold an after-school program for all the kids, as the last speaker said, then I'd like to make a plan for which ones we can serve. I propose our first priority is to start with the youngest children, the four- and five-year-olds. And so energy built as the next speaker agreed and proposed holding a study session for their parents. And the discussion continued for the rest of the meeting. And not one person mentioned going back to the old way of working on the project. And of course, some ideas didn't make the cut, but they didn't get in the way of the rest of the project moving forward. And for many years now, that early childhood education center has given students who need it the most fantastic start on learning. How can we make it work? That's a question from a leader who understands the power of search image. Look for problems, and that's what you'll find. Look for beauty, there it is. Look for solutions, and they'll appear. So my question for you is, what are you looking for? Are you looking for solutions, or are you looking for problems? Are you looking for reasons things won't work, or are you looking for ways and opportunities to get there, to make it work? And even more importantly, as a leader, how are you guiding the brains, the minds on your team? Are you helping them to look for solutions by asking questions like, how can we? Or are you keeping them focused on being stuck by looking at problems rather than solutions? This is one of those powerful, powerful leadership concepts with so many different applications. Easy to talk about, but many, many different ways to use it. Brains, minds, human minds find what they're looking for with the power of search image. What's the search image that you're giving your team? Help everyone to focus on solutions, look for solutions, and you're on your way to being the leader you'd want your boss to be. And once again, quick postscript. If you enjoyed this episode, taken, adapted from my most recent book, Tomorrow Together, Essays of Hope, Healing, and Humanity, with many reflective essays, leadership-oriented essays, and many others that are just about life and really focused on that human-centered part of the human-centered leadership experience and journey. Thanks again for listening. You can find the book anywhere books are sold. So appreciate you. Have a great day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.